1: Yeah, yeah. Expect killing, dress spilling and flesh ripping. Impressive in it, the death bringing his head spinning. Just kidding, every word in his songs about two grown men dressed up as a bird and a dog. Dog, dog, dog. Welcome to the Wolf and the Owl Owl Podcast. podcast.
2: You went, you went so deep in there, mm. my earphones mm. went all fuzzy. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah, was incredible, yeah, yeah. bro. Yeah. Um, you were like a sort of 80s cartoon hero. Thank like, you. Who just found the sort of Forbidden Planet or something.
1: Speaking of 80s cartoon hero, um, yeah. have you seen that they've rebooted He-Man? No. There's a trailer. It's coming out on Netflix very soon. Mate, were you a He-Man fan? massive female fan right you are going to lose your shit bro they've done like a new it looks like a manga cartoon it's what? just mate the animation's sick Orco's in it man at arms is in it skeletal castle greyskull all that shit battle cat she, everything she she
2: no she was his girlfriend well I don't right? know
1: first of all I think she was his sister or his cousin alright I'm uh, still a girlfriend and boyfriend yeah they've slightly adapted the hairstyle because that hairstyle even then was shit uh, but it looks amazing. Oh yeah, but I you know what
2: I, I always respected him for that hairstyle. Why i honest with you. Just I just thought like despite everything, he still kept on to that, you know, that hairstyle probably made him who he was. Yeah, you know, he had those what muscles. Made was,
1: what made him what he was was the magical sword that gave him superhuman strength. But yeah, yeah but sure, he, we can if... we can say survive in school with a bob if you
2: like. <laughs> no, but if you think about it right, logically, yeah. right? Okay. He was just a this is be, for this the is bad. This is gonna be a new thing for you. Right, he's, he's like a doofus with a bad haircut, right? And a pair of leggings, or jeggings, yeah. right? Finds that sword tights. and it t- changes him. Yeah, tights. Yeah. Right? You think about it, he wouldn't have even gone looking for that sword if he didn't have a bad haircut. Well, well, I don't know what the origin story is for He-Man. Does he find the sword? Yeah, I mean, I think it was a bit like based on Arthur, when Arthur found it in the lake. King Arthur, I mean, just in case. No, I know what you mean. I just think... Uh, King Arthur found yeah. it in a
1: lake? Yeah. So what's the sword in the stone, then?
2: Oh no, he got it late. He found it in the stone and telling you about Lady Guinevere in the lake as well. Yeah, I know. I, I
1: don't, basically, I don't know. I'm sort of.
2: I think he threw the sword in the lake because it was He too pulled much, the sword right? out of the stone
1: and then threw yeah. it, immediately threw it into a lake. And no, everybody, no, and everybody the... else that had tried to get it out of the stone was just like, Are you fucking joking? We've been trying to get yeah, that out not... for, for, for weeks. People have been turning up here.
2: Anyone with a great sword through history is really, you fucking, you've got to have a lot about you to have a hot sword. I no, actually think probably He Man. I'm going to see what this new haircut's all about, but that might be the bit that breaks, you know, the straw that breaks the horse's back for me. Okay.
1: First of all, the saying is camel. Secondly, if if the massive improvements they've made to He-Man are ruined for you because they've slightly changed his hairstyle, then that's on you, okay? Is
2: it an adult cartoon now, or is it like for kids? Or is it for both?
1: I reckon, well, in the trailer it says after 40 years, so I reckon it's aimed at like sad... Fucks like you and me, basically.
2: Oh, man. I'm just going to kick back. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to get a Domino's double decadence for that.
1: What is a double decadence?
2: Just the best pizza that's ever is, been uh, Hold invented. on. Is
1: this the one where there's like a cheese, like, it's like a double layer oh, of pizza yeah. and there's cheese in between,
2: right? Bechamel cheese sauce. Like, honestly, let me tell you now, there's three boys who live in your house who would love it, mate, and probably Elisa. You couldn't have it because it's not vegan, but. It is incredible. It is
1: well. It's interesting to say that, Tom, because l- week before last, yeah. we got there's a there's a guy I can't remember the name of the company. They operate in Crawley, and yeah. they it's they it's basically a mobile pizza oven. And you yeah. order, they turn up in your they turn up and park up just outside your house, and then they make the pizzas in front of you. So they wow. turn up ten minutes later, they just give you a load of boxes. With, I mean, I don't know. I'm going to explain it in this much detail. But they're traditional, you know, traditional middle yeah. class pizzas, right? You know, you know yeah. what I mean, like the yeah posh pizzas, posh pizzas. Yeah, they haven't got a hot dog running Stone through baked, the crust. Yeah. yeah, yeah, all that shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. mate, delightful, absolutely delightful. Now, I I, now, as soon as I've said that, your face has gone all funny because no, you no, don't no, no, no. because you don't like pizzas unless they've got ice cream injected into the dough or whatever.
2: <laughs> no, listen. I make pizzas at home and I've got a pizza oven. I'm not going to lie. So you've got a pizza oven. So when
1: did you buy this pizza oven?
2: I've had this pizza oven for probably since, uh, actually, no, before last lockdown. So I've had it about three years.
1: That's, okay, right. Now, I'm going to give you credit there. Can you tell I'm a bit hyper? I've really, uh, I'm a bit hyper. Yeah, it's like you've had
2: an espresso or something before you.
1: Do you know what? I've just had a, anyway, it doesn't matter. I haven't had any Diet Coke? Yeah, it is a Diet Coke. I think it's a Diet Coke that's done it to me. Anyway, um, Three years ago, I think, is pre it being sort of cool. I think that shows a level of dedication because in the last uh, year, loads of people I know have got them.
2: Yeah, I love outdoor cooking. So let me tell you, and I mastered pizzas. I I got to a place where actually I was able to sort of knock together saying pretty decent. That said, if I was walking down the street and I saw, like, original Stone Bates pizzas mm. or a Double Decadence from Domino's, there would be no competition for me. Yeah, because you've the got double a pizza decadence, oven at home. No, but the Double Decadence is up there with the best foods ever invented. Oh, It's honestly incredible. What? What's Genuinely, so incredible about it? Just that extra layer of cheese. Honestly, I, I I sit and I eat it and I marvel at who came up with it. Obviously, I thought when stuffed crust came out, I was like, fucking hell, someone there. So is
1: this better than stuffed crust?
2: Yeah, a million times. I've
1: seen, so I've been on, I've become slightly addicted to TikTok recently. And there's a lot of Domino's TikToks, right? And they showed how to make that double decadence. And it looks like a really thin layer of cheese, like in between the thing, whereas a stuffed crust is like a proper thick ring of it, right?
2: Yeah, but I don't know, that extra layer of cheese, I thought it was a bechamel sauce. I think the first time they came out, there was more of a sort of saucy sort of... It was more of a cheesy, there was a more of a moist sort of like a, like a layer of moisture between the two. Mm. I don't want to know how to make it, by the way. Like, it, you know, those things where you just, uh, that's just fine, man. That's someone else's fucking. I, I reckon,
1: trip. I reckon if you figured out how to make it, there'd be like a documentary about you in about six months, so they'd have to cut you out of your house. <laughs> <laughs> just because if you were able to access something that you like that much. So, you know, when you taste something really delicious. Oh. I I think I think to myself for my own safety I have to not know how to recreate Do you not
2: this. rinse it though? Do, do, I rinse it. That's that's what I'm really comfortable No, but with. you
1: have to you have to try not to man, because well, do you know what actually if you do rinse it you then become a bit sick of it and actually yeah. in in a way you do anesthetize yourself <laughs> from from that.
2: You like now I know Dom- that that double de- decadence is out. I don't know how long for. I don't genuinely... If anyone is at Domino's, please, I beg you, I urge you to get in touch to say just what the time frame is. Um, but uh, yeah, like for me, for me, I, 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 I'll probably have one every other week. Right. It's like when me and oh, I don't think that's that
1: excessive. I don't think that's that excessive.
2: No. I mean, Jamie got obsessed with wingmans. Yeah, I know, you've had it
1: all over Instagram because you're trying to get some sort of fucking I'm Obsessed
2: deal. with it, still obsessed with it because I haven't had it now for like a month, month and a half. Mm. So I've just sort of now, I look forward to sort of like dipping my toe back into that sort of, you know, walking in the restaurant, high-fiving and just, yeah. It's just exciting. To you sort know, of-
1: sometimes when something gives you an image, as you said, dipping my toe in, in my head was just you in swimming trunks, dipping your toe into like a bucket of barbecue sauce.
2: <laughs> what sort of trunks was I wearing? You
1: actually wearing Speedos, like proper trunks, Thanks. like not shorts.
2: Yeah. That is the most <laughs> indignifying look, isn't it? Like Speedos on a man of our age. Yeah. On a certain man of our age. So, Tom, we've got a little bit
1: of an unusual situation here on the podcast. Yeah. Because for the first time, we've been together. I mean, I know we've been yeah. together, but we, we've now been together. Mate, mate, actually, this did happen with the donuts when we met up the other day. But yeah. But I don't know how we tell how we tell Wolf, the Wolf and pack about what happened, because normally what happens is we convey what's happened by talking to each other. Yeah. So now you and no. I both know what happened.
2: We're going to be yeah. delivering it so, like, so a, like, like a radio
1: hosts or some shit.
2: Yeah, which is always eggy, isn't it? Why don't I play someone who doesn't know what's happened? Okay. Who, who, who are you going to be? Uh, I will be uh, Graham uh, Sydenham, who's your new postman. I wouldn't talk to my. I wouldn't tell this story to my postman. Okay, who would you tell the story to? Uh,
1: Could you be like uh, one of the other dads from the kids' school?
2: Okay, I am Walt Krausner, who is one of Theo's best friend's dads.
1: One of Theo's best friend's dads. Okay, fine.
2: Yeah. Uh, Oh hi, Ramesh. Uh, I'm Walt Krausner. I'm. uh, I know who you are. um, Oh, really? Oh. Mm. You know, just so you know, safety. just so you know, it,
1: it's quite irritating that you, you introduce yourself by your full name every time I see you. I mean, our, yeah, kids, I just... have been, our kids have been best friends for three years now, so. Yeah. You don't yeah. have and to keep saying say, I'm Walt Krausner.
2: Theo is turning into an absolute gentleman of a man. Yeah. yeah. He's got a bright future in front of well,
1: him. Well, uh, can I say the same about Amadeus? He, Yes. Yes, you can. Yeah, get. he yes. is. Uh, yes. He really is showing some promise. I, yeah. I, I, think, yeah. I think he's really uh, overcome the stigma of that blacking up incident at the school panto from two years ago
2: well yes yes well you give a kid a big name he's got big shoes to fill yeah that's my a, in life. absolutely yeah um, anyway um a little birdie told me that you've been busy this weekend
1: yeah well i went to see the i went to watch uh england scotland at wembley i went to the game
0: oh who did you go with
2: i
1: went with uh a workmate, tom davis
2: <laughs> yes <laughs> he's very funny yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> just thinking about something he said. What is it? Um, what is
1: it? What is it? He said that you lo- you're chuckling at there.
2: Oh, I don't know. Something along the lines of something. Anyway, um, how was it? The game was dreadful, wasn't it?
1: The game was dreadful. I had I had a really nice time with Tom. Um, I'm just. I'm
2: sure if he was here, he'd say to everyone he had an amazing time with you, and he respects you and loves you as a human being.
1: <laughs> okay, that's a really weird thing to say. You know what we say? Well. <laughs> Meanwhile, you don't know Tom. You've never met him. But um, I'm going to say to you, basically, in London, we were in London. I was in London during Mm -hmm. the day, and there were loads of Scottish fans. This has been massively, you know, heavily reported. Me and Tom got. We were in Soho. Tom was in an edit. I was um, doing like a couple of meetings, and we both got a car over to Wembley, and we the car pulled up at a bar that was full of Scottish fans. Now. Oh. ordinarily, I would have got nervous about, about that situation just based on how leery the Scottish fans have been. But actually, I've got to say, we got out of the car. They were banging on the windows, but like ch- chanting our names and shouting and waving and just being absolutely sound. And a couple of them came out, asked for a photo. And even though they were ob- clearly hammered, they were great. And then... Yeah. Tom and I walked away to go and meet up with the people that sorted out the tickets. Thank you very much to Adidas London for hooking us up with the tickets. Very grateful. Yes, Tom Uh, would also,
2: I'm sure if he was here, say thanks to Adidas London, who put on an amazing spread. They
1: did, actually. So thanks to uh, Gil and Laura for hooking all that up. Anyway, we met up with the people that we were going to be going into the game with. And as I was chatting to Tom and a couple of other people, bearing in mind, I've just been introduced to these people. I mean, a couple of them we knew, but. Most of them I've met for the first time. A bloke is walking past and he stops and he goes, Romesh Ranganathan. And I go, yeah. And he goes, oh my God. He calls his mates back. Oh my God, Romesh. This is Romish. Romish is here. Romesh is here. And then what follows, I would say, is one of the worst interactions I've ever had with a member of the public.
2: Like, I think if Tom was here, he'd say it was one of the worst interactions that he'd ever witnessed. It was awful. The guy basically
1: started telling me I was shit started telling me I, I was not funny. One of his mates asked to have a photo taken with me. Uh, he started putting his finger up at me to um, try and block the photo as I was taking a photo with his mate. Bearing in mind, I didn't even fucking made eye contact with this geezer. He had walked past me, stopped, got excited, called his mates back and then proceeded to basically roast me in front of all these people. And then I just made the decision to walk away. Tom and I walk away and he continued to shout abuse at me as I walked down the road. I mean, It was absolutely incredible. I would. I had, Bear in mind, all the stories from the weekend were about Scotland fans. That guy was head and shoulders, the worst person I saw at the football and the worst person I've ever met in terms of the, the short cameo he had in my life. It was absolutely fucking dreadful. And I just want to take this opportunity, Walt, just because I actually do have my microphone on here because I am actually recording this for my podcast. Uh, I would just like to say to that bloke, if you happen to be listening by any chance to this podcast, maybe seeing, oh, I, I wonder if I was a bit off key, I just want to say to you, you were a fucking weapons-grade bellend. Uh, and I want you to know, I think you're a prick. Tom thinks you're a prick. And I imagine all the people that you're with thought you are a prick as well.
2: Um, I, actually, uh, uh, Tom's here now. Uh, oh, remember, she just walked over no Tom uh, often does I,
1: just drop into the school
2: well yeah I'm just here to see how Charlie's getting on really <laughs> um, I, will, I, I would like to reiterate actually I, I, I would say number one I think that the Scot- Scottish fans were genuinely I think everyone we encountered from the Scottish fans I thought were absolutely mate. Like, they were like, quality legends, quality like, f- throughout like like, for, for me, for the moment I got on the train in the morning, I was yeah. sat with a load of Scottish fans. They were absolutely incredible. Like, you know, they, the great party atmosphere they brought down. And and what what I really found really upsetting was 90% of England, well, 95% of England fans that we met that day were amazing. Yeah, they were wicked, lovely. Most wicked. people were, were, were incredible. And it was a real nice when, thing when after we're at the game
1: When we were at the game, people coming up to us who wanted photos or whatever, they were so polite. It was like yeah. apologising so well. You had, your evening. Yeah.
2: But that one guy was just toxic, like a toxic human being, Mate, and I, like genuinely, like I would say one of the m- most just a nasty, like nasty, horrible piece of work. And you know, I think in just in every situation in life, I, I guarantee that there's just a string of people that felt very much like you felt, or very much like felt like the group. He was, he was, he wasn't just, it wasn't, he wasn't just joking. He was very uh, aggressive. With well, his I, I would mannerisms.
1: say, I would say, if if your listeners is. Like you know, people listening to me telling this story, I don't think I'm exaggerating. When you, if if he'd have started on me, it wouldn't have looked like a massive
2: escalation from the way he was no. threatening
1: me. It, like no, no, it no. looked like it could have turned into a fight. It was, it was. I mad. thought the weirdest
2: thing was just after that, the police stopped us.
1: Oh mate, that was crazy. I, I didn't. I think they might have seen that maybe, and thought we were maybe. like hammered or something. Because uh, this police van pulled up, and they basically just started chatting to us. I think they, what they were doing is just checking how calm people were, like around the ground or whatever.
2: Yeah, yeah they, but it was a very strange interaction. Also, what I found really weird was me and you had been waiting for like about fucking 15 minutes for a light to change. Yeah. As, soon light as, change as soon and as a blocked. green
1: man appeared, the police van pulls up. I thought, okay, You great. can say
2: what you want about the wall for now, but we will not jaywalk. Oh, absolutely um, actually, not. What we say about people asking for photos? Um, I've not actually spoke to you about this. Uh, yeah, there was, there was a really nice, really lovely bunch of blokes who were on the table next to us at the football yeah. um actually one of them was an ex footballer himself played for england seth johnson shout out seth johnson
0: why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them with royal caribbean you don't just go to the beach you visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in north america you don't just go for a road trip you atv and zip line through the jungle you don't just go somewhere new you rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. This episode is brought to you by Etsy. Sound the gifting panic alarm. You need to get an amazing gift. Wait, no, the perfect gift. Relax. Now you can use gift mode on Etsy. Gift mode on Etsy takes the stress out of gifting. So you can find the perfect item for anyone and any occasion. It's easy.
2: Um, and there was one guy in particular who was genuinely, absolutely lovely. He could, he was such a nice guy. He was really chatty. Like, And at the end of the evening, he turned around to me. He said, oh, yeah, it's been great meeting you and Ramesh. It really has. You know, it's really great chatting. So he said, actually, I've got a funny story about like you. And I said, oh, really? Oh, right. And he went, yeah, we were at the um, uh, karaoke bar recently. And uh, there was a woman, Leathered, and she started singing your song. And I was, that, at that very moment, I was like, your song, as in Elton John, your song. Oh my and, god. And um and then he went yeah you know, she was so smashed out of her head and she was like what's the song he goes we're only human after all so don't put your brain on hold me, on, me hold right on, hold on hold on hold on hold on hold on hold on, hold on
1: hold on hold on hold on hold on please tell me this isn't what i
2: think it is no, this is what you think it is, right? So I stood there and I look. Me and you had, had a, I'd had an amazing day of ramish. We'd had a real good drink. We'd had a lot. It was right
1: It was so and good. It,
2: I'm standing with this guy who's been lovely to me. I've done about four or five photos. Done a video message for his daughter. I'm standing with him and I went sorry, and he went um. You know that you know, And we're all like because we love that song. We love all your stuff. And I'm like, he thinks I'm rag and bone man. He thinks he has got. <laughs> A video message for his daughter, and pictures of him at the football with Romesh Ranganathan and Ragged Bone Man. Right. <laughs> so I stood there, and I didn't want to say anything. To him. Like genuinely, in that sort of scenario, and I think Romesh, yeah, I, I'm very much a people. I, I did, I, he was so lovely. I was like, I'm not going to. I've done the same thing. Have, I've, I've pretended I'm, to
1: be. I've pretended to be Richard Iwado to some, but like some bloke. Yeah. in the
2: past. But um, and also shout out Ragged Bone Man. A lovely geezer. Yeah. We love very, him. Very, very sweet. Yeah. He's a top it, bloke. An absolute G. Uh, very nice to be caught. But I felt that really awkward and awkward not to turn around to him and say, so, because also I'm thinking this is going to be really, really bad when you go home and you sit, sit with all your family and go, well, yeah, that's Ramesh. And then we met Rag and Bone Man and everyone's going, that's not Rag and Bone Man. That's oh, someone mate. else completely right. So then I, but I didn't know really what to say. And then someone tweeted me and you on yesterday. Yeah. Uh, on Saturday, tweeted me you <laughs> saying, um, uh, Rommish and Tom, thanks for being lovely. Uh, also, apologies for Steve, who thought Tom was & Bone Man. <laughs> and they, if you look, I'll, I'll put them up. We'll, we'll, we will. Put, we we always say, but the pictures, uh, like this this guy, and he was so into. I felt so bad that I wasn't & Bone Man because he clearly was a massive fan. Yeah, and also he was asking how I, I was talking to him. He was a brickie. He was a bricklayer. So I was telling him that I used to work on building sites. He was like, I never knew that about you. So I hope now that he knows that it's not rag and bone man, because otherwise he's going to go around telling people that rag and bone man used to work on building sites. It was a very strange. It so is uh, uh, the right thing, right, to pretend that you? are One hundred rag- percent. If somebody, if somebody, if you've had a
1: conversation with somebody and they think you're someone else, my my policy is always to continue pretending that because I, I, I do not want to have the conversation where it's like, embarrassing it's for everyone so, involved. It's so embarrassing. And, and, and I've—it's happened. It's happened once where the person realised mid conversation, and it was so awkward and horrific that if they think I'm someone else, I'm just happy
2: to pretend that I'm that person. It's just like I feel—I felt so bad because he was so, obviously such a big wagon bone. I genuinely hope if there's you know like your hope of people ending up together, I really hope, I sincerely hope that this this guy Steve, I believe his name was, uh, bumps into wagon bone man. I'd love to make that happen that he could meet wagon bone man because. He's clearly a big fan. Well, he can't be that big a fan. He thought you were him. <laughs> yeah, was, yeah, but yeah, I think it's his dulcet tones, maybe. I mean, um, but also, I found it was it was uh, it was a splendid display of like uh just being around people was nice again, wasn't it? Mm. Oh, mate, it was great. And I, uh, by the way, I loved
1: spending the evening with you, my brother. It was uh, yeah, mate, it, it, was it was great.
2: I One of my only bits I was slightly upset about is the streaking because you did agree with. First me of all, I didn't. Ag-
1: of- I didn't agree. I just said for a joke. Um, that I would streak if England didn't win the game. And then you posted it on Instagram.
2: <laughs> no, but also everyone at the table next to us thought you were going to streak. Well, we
1: were there. We were there. As we said, we were there with Adidas. And Adidas started to panic that one of their guests <laughs> was going to end up streaking. But I never intended to do that. That was never. That was Probably coolest
2: moment of the night. I remember like you looking at me like I was an absolute don when Kieran Trippier looked around and sort of. Not no, I no, I didn't.
1: No, <laughs> did I didn't. Did I? No, no, I didn't. I did not look at you like you're an absolute don. What I saw, we were sat by the subs behind the, like, the bench or whatever. The, the, the thirsty way that you called out to Kieran Trippier was, I mean, looked across at me like I should like I should be impressed by you going, hey, mate, mate, do you remember? Yeah, all right, go on.
2: I don't know what you said to no, me. No, I just went like that. <whistles> key, 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 Kieran, oh, that He turned around. I do know him vaguely. No, you did, you? Like, uh, what, what's, your, what's been your? I've done soccer in? with him. Right, I mean, he's did part of the soccer family. Yeah, he just sort of, he gave me a knowing look. I was gutted he didn't get on because I think he. Yeah, I mean to be fair, what that game didn't need was another defender. But. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean, it wasn't a great game, was
2: it? No, no, no. I, I just yeah. I mean, I don't want to get into all, all of it now. I just think. Well, have you been it, all depressed it, it... about it? I have been quite down about it. I think I, I had such high hopes. I mean, of what am I thinking? Fucking England's always going to be this way, isn't it? Actually, do you know what I have been depressed about since fucking that that day? Mm. This piece of fucking shit. Yeah, what's going on with your phone? I've got ghosting on my phone. Have you ever had, had that go- no, ghost yes, screen? No. It's basically where the screen works without you controlling what it's. Doing. So basically, oh, it what all, it starts like tapping
1: in buttons and shit. I yeah. have had that.
2: Like when you're doing a text
1: message, it starts adding letters and stuff.
2: Yeah. So I, after, after um, fucking the game, obviously I was a bit merry, got in the car to go home. Mm. Uh, didn't try. Let me just throw that out. And then uh, I start looking through people's, you know, Insta stories, just scrolling through that. Yeah. And uh, one, one Insta story comes up and I thought, oh yeah, I'll just reply quickly to this geezer. I know uh, he puts something quite, quite funny up. Trippier. Then, was it trippier? No, it was a trip you know, he he came on. I thing Great to see you. Again. Great then, to so. see you again, mate. <laughs> I can't believe you didn't get on. What's going on, mate? Good luck Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and out of nowhere, it's like I I pressed whatever I I pressed whatever I, was, whatever I was writing. I'd written B A, and then it clicked and went babe, something something babe, and then it set, like it sent without me. The button was sending before I could even like keep up.
1: What an elaborate story this is to try and overcome the fact that you got drunk, you got in a car, you thought it'd be funny to say "babe," then you regretted it, and now, no, no, your, no, phone, now your phone's ghosting. That's the story. No,
2: mate, it's, it's happened to about three or four in three or four different scenarios. It's just like it's just going going all over the place. I do you know? At first, I got so paranoid. That someone had hacked into my phone, and that, that's what they were trying to do. Oh,
1: you thought you were watching like a hacker on your phone?
2: Yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, when it went into Moonpig, I realised <laughs> unless they were just going to send loads of people Christmas and birthday cards, it probably wasn't that. And also, I mean, the big, the big I think the biggest thing that came out the other night was was Uber ratings.
1: So, what is yeah. your Uber? We started talking about Uber ratings. Was Uber ratings something you're aware of before? I know that we're all aware of the driver Uber ratings.
2: No, I sort of. I, Were you aware of the, your, uh, that you have an Uber rating? Yeah, so I sort of, I didn't realize what, how important it was when it came to Ubers until your car pulled, pulled up and my car pulled up.
1: Well, so this is my story on Uber ratings. I, for a long time, was five, right? Five star passenger, okay? And I've taken a lot of Uber journeys and I was proud of that. And what that means is if you've got a high rating, you'll get a car quicker because they think this person's like low maintenance or whatever, right? And then I went to LA where the Uber system is like different. You've got all sorts. And I think maybe the tipping system was different. Anyway, it fucking absolutely smashed my Uber rate right into pieces. And what so did you then go down to? I think I went down to like maybe like 4.5 or something like that. So then I was like, so the average is 4.7. So if you're below 4.7, you're looking at a situation where drivers, I think if there's any Uber drivers that listen to this, can you clarify whether I'm being right on this? Right. So I'm pretty sure that if you're below that, then it, it, it starts to be, be a thing where maybe Uber drivers start second-guessing whether they're going to pick you up or not, right? So then I did a bit of research and looked into how to get your Uber rating back up. And I worked and I toiled. I was polite. I didn't slam doors. I always made sure I was there when the Uber, car, when the Uber arrived. And I have now got my rating through hard work. And the level of expenditure on Uber that I don't really want to go into, I am now 4.88. That's three years later, right? Because I was right. in America three years ago. And that's when I got turned over. I've got it back to 4.88. I then asked Tom what his uh, Uber rating was. And what are you on, Tom?
2: I'm on, Now I'm on 4.65.
1: Right. So it's 4, 4.65, which is up from... You must, you must have had a great journey. No, it's
2: gone, no, it's gone down. I was 4,
1: 4.66. Oh, shit. Okay. So it's gone down. Now, yeah. the the saddest thing about it is that you actually... I mean, the number of things that you said that you do in an Uber... First of all, you talk to the bloke, the, the driver, for the whole journey.
2: For a lot of the journey, because I feel, feel that they want to chat. So I'll have a chat with them. This is my I'm strategy. I'm an affable guy.
1: This is my strategy. And again, Look, I, Uber drivers I, get into... Number
2: in one, t- I, I, don't, I think we're in a sad fucking place in the world where you've got to get a strategy to get in a fucking car with someone. Like, you're, you're like, this is a different spirit. I am such a free spirit. I get in. I mean, admittedly... Now I'm like, oh, I do regret the fact that I often have food in the back of the yeah, car. Yeah, so
1: so that's what a free spirit does. A free spirit takes smelly food in the back of someone else's car.
2: No, oh, right. Listen, All right. If I if I've got like an hour journey or an yeah. hour and a half journey, I'm like, mate, you are definitely stopping at a McDonald's and you can have whatever you want. <laughs> like, have you, have you said that. to
1: the Uber driver, "You can have whatever"? Is that actually? Happening? <laughs> yeah, I have. Of
2: course, I have. Do you want anything? No, okay. I ask. So that that's very. That, those are
1: two different things now. Like, so already, already your story has changed. Initially, no, 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 no. initially you made it out like you're fucking like Jay Z. <laughs> you pull up there, have whatever you want, mate. Then you change it to the half-ass, which we all know in reality means I don't want you to say yes to this. The half-ass. Do you want anything? Right?
2: No, 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 no. No, I would say, do you want anything? Have whatever you want, have, you, have whatever you like. That's what I'd say. Okay. If and have they ever yeah, taken that- you up on it? Yeah. I think I've bought a couple of drinks here and there. Drink, Uh yeah. Some chips. Probably a hot apple. I think once upon a time a hot apple pie. Mm. Okay. Like I've always, and then I'll eat my stuff. And yeah, you know, sometimes I say, look, yeah, you know, pull over if you want, we can eat this together or you know Okay, all all of driving. these things, all of these
1: things if I was driving you, that that when you say pull over, we can eat this together, that's a star gone. When you say let's go to McDonald's and get you whatever you want, that's a star gone right when you insist on talking to me the whole way it's another star gone so now for, as far as i'm concerned you're on two okay yeah but i and that's see, before I'll... we even get into i assume you're farting in the car because you that's just a part of nature and you you eulogized about farting and how important it was to you on the last episode
2: look Ron, i'm not gonna lie to you i'm not gonna lie to anyone listening to this podcast have i ever farted in the back of an uber or any, any kind of taxi? of course i have yeah I bet you have. I know you too well. Yeah, but the, difference, you between, me the difference
1: between you and me is I'm sneaky about it, whereas I imagine you cock your leg and then say something like, check a bit of that out or something to the driver. Right, <laughs> no.
2: look. Look, I know you too. Yeah, you are a sneaky fighter. I've been three or four times in your company where You're I know such you a, farted. You are, you, such a <laughs> you are such a sneaky fighter. Yeah, I'm a fighter and I'm proud of it. I'll turn around and say, sorry, mate. I'll just let one go. Right. Yeah, I wouldn't say, I'll oh, get a load of that. I'll go, mate, if you can smell saying that's my ass. I won't tell him like I'm not like you I'll go, Oh, I wonder what that is. I wouldn't even say anything.
1: Like I would just have my headphones on. And then the geezer would just like, I guess, maybe not be sure if it was me or him.
2: You would know it's not him. So he knows it's you. Look, sometimes I blame films at fields, I've gone, fucking cows cow stink, don't they?
1: Yeah. And he goes, We're in Soho, mate. <laughs> So anyway, are you are you concerned enough about it to try and like? Are you going to do something about it? I
2: mean, no, that means changing who I am as a person. No, I, to it be doesn't. Fair, I actually, no, no, no. You know sorry, not I'll tell you what a, I'm going to do about it. I'll tell you what a, I'm going to do. I'm going to stop a... getting fucking Ubers because I don't I don't want them to fucking review and rape me as a human being. A black cab, you get in a black cab, you can have a right good laugh with him, uh, and then get out, and he's not going to go and like basically get on and go oh, I didn't mean really like him for this reason. Well, you know, mate, you've got me money. That's enough. Just say, oh, nice one, well, mate. Cheers. Thank you for making the world turn. And that's it. You just go off and off, go off in your way. Okay. I don't rate everyone who comes around here. I'm not on checker trade. If a guy comes and fucks my garden fence, I just go, oh, I not use him again.
1: Okay. I mean, you're reacting very angrily to this because, and I know <laughs> why, it's because you think, because the, the idea that I would have a higher Uber rate, because in your head, the dynamic of us is you, friendly, salt of the earth, man of the people, and you love to put this thing across that I'm a prick and I'm a grumpy arsehole. And now, the, the, the like, the, when. Yeah, when, but your grumpiness now you, is.
2: Like, everyone's like, oh, it's, well, I had that romance in here. It was great because he didn't say anything. He ignored me the whole way. Rather than I had Tom Davidson the other day, he brought me like a flurry and had a right laugh with him the whole way. Well, it's well, like two I guess different. Just what, what you think is a right laugh.
1: <laughs> I, I, no, get, find... I get. I No, listen, I get in and ask the guy, I'll have a chat with the guy at the beginning of the journey, right? And then I read it. After a little bit, I think okay. I, I think this guy just is happy to crack on now, and then I just leave it.
2: Do you ever fall asleep? What's the, what's the situation no. of falling asleep?
1: L- I'll hmm? tell you this: I, 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 in an Uber, no, not in an Uber, no. I won't fall asleep. Why? And I will not. I will. I've never, and nor will I ever eat in an Uber ever. Why? I just think eating in someone's car is such a big move, man. Like, do you when you when you go
2: to eat in the car, do you ask permission? Yeah, of course. I don't just. That pull over. I said, "Our oh, mate is right for like, mm. oh, some food." Mm. I don't just just like just. Like I just, go, like, I pull just over think.
1: I just think it's almost if you eat in someone's car. First of all, it always smell, right, and even like and, and even when you take a takeaway in your car from the takeaway back to your house, you have to buy a new car sometimes because it, the yeah. s- the smell stays in
2: there. <laughs> yeah, but for also, so long. what if you like the smell and someone gets in and goes, "Oh, oh, Big Macs." Right.
1: I, I don't want somebody getting in my car and going, "Oh, that reminds me of, of Big Macs." I don't. That's not what I want my car to be. Even if they enjoy that smell,
2: no, you me. could also spray some like air, air freshener in the back. There. Yeah, but that's a
1: job you're giving the Uber driver. I'm sure you've not got a little fucking whiz away in your pocket that you. That I've you have got some
2: hand sanitizer. Okay. You, maybe I'll just start in my bag, carrying a little reel of those. Um, you know the uh, jelly bean um, air fresheners. Mm, I like those. Yeah, that's so nice if you scratch them and sniff them, really nice. Yeah, that would see. Look, there we go, and that would actually make people like, oh fucking, hell, I feel a bit hungry. Um, so, if yeah. any Uber
1: drivers can get in touch and let us know how to boost your Uber rating, Tom's really upset about it. So I,
2: I'm not. To, to be fair, I'm like that. If they don't like my custom and the way I am with people. I know for a fact don't get, that why are, drivers, all,
1: why are you getting all arsy? I get bad. a
2: black cab, and that's what they like. They like that chat. They like a bit of a laugh. I had a real laugh the other day with a uh, black cab driver. I'll I, I, yeah. I'll be
1: honest with you. I will actually chat to a black cab driver, but but yeah, I... Because they're connoisseurs of London. No, that, yeah, but also, I think, I don't want to make a sweeping generalisation, but in an Uber, they they don't really want to chat. In a black cab, they always almost always want to chat. It's a different Mate, vibe. That, but that's
2: the difference between me and you, isn't it? What do you mean? But I'm, I'm just probably more comfortable in black cabs. You're more comfortable in an Uber's.
1: No, you are totally comfortable in an Uber. You're sitting there farting and asking them to get food for you. So you're comfortable. The problem is you don't like being starred down because you're, you're too fucking
2: comfortable. Yeah, but... Would you eat in a black but, cab? Yeah. If I was going if I was going a long way, and I'd, I'd bet any money, black cab driver you pulled into McDonald's went, mate, have whatever you want. Mm. It's on me. He would go, oh, fucking hell, mate. I'll have a... Yeah, go on then. Cheers, mate. That's nice, yeah. And he wouldn't then put put star rating. Black you know, cab
1: drivers, should... Uber drivers, car, whatever. Can you let us know what the rules are about food? If this is offensive
2: yeah. as I'm making out, or am
1: I overreacting? Because I'll be honest with touch. you, I'm, I'm happy to be called wrong on this.
2: Okay. Called wrong or called wrong? Do you want that kept in? <laughs> nah. <rid> <laughs>
1: I've got a real problem, Tom, that I want to talk to you about, mate.
2: Go yeah. um,
1: My sleeping is just, it's gone to shit, bro.
2: And, and like... What, you're not sleeping?
1: I've just not slept. So basically, I started not looking at my phone the, an hour before bedtime, right? Put my phone yeah. to one side and not looking at an hour before bedtime. And it made a big difference, something about blue light and shit like that, right? And, yeah. and not being across social media. So fine, that was working. And then I, st- I fell out of that habit. Yeah. After we got back from the football, I got home at about, I reckon, one o'clock in the morning, right?
2: Right.
1: Straight to sleep. We had an early start the next morning because we, we were doing bits and pieces. I mean, I, I, I worked on Saturday, right? And then, after I finished work about four, I was sat in front of my laptop. I fell asleep in front of my laptop for about an hour, I would say. 45 minutes in the- so that's four till five, right? Then I had a gig last night. And then when I, when I came home, I tried to go to sleep. And because I'd napped that late, I I just couldn't go to sleep till I didn't get to sleep till three o'clock in the morning, and then I had to get up to go for Charlie's football. Basically, I need some sleep hygiene tips. I, I you know it's called sleep hygiene, isn't it? like the yeah, good, yeah. the no, good yeah. habits of of getting yourself to sleep. I am permanently I cannot tell you the last time I wasn't exhausted, mate.
2: Like it's well, number one. You need to you need to be a better of friend to yourself. What do and you mean? Fucking. We, you're, you're working you're you're burning it or all, all angles you're like oh, this like genuinely like you know as soon as you're we talked about this the other day like and I, i've been where you are i literally what a month and a half ago that's all i was doing work 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 i was doing so many different things spinning so many different plates fucking i was doing three podcasts i was doing fucking the red nap show king gary whatever so many different things Got to a point where I, all I was doing is fucking literally getting home, falling asleep for a bit on the sofa, then not sleeping, then my anxiety kicks in, then my paranoia kicks kicks in, mm. right? So mm. your your head's whirling because, you, like you say, if you nap late or you nap in front of this, you know, you wake up at two in the morning and you can't get back to sleep. Whatever. I will say this, and, I, and this isn't me doing a um uh half-assed like fucking pitch, but nature can do these fucking CPD night fucking tablets. They are fucking incredible. I'm not even like I'm not even, like they are amazing, and I tell you what, they restore you as well. You feel like a million times better. This isn't an advert. This is you know, but yeah, when stri- Tom stri-
1: when you do adverts, you don't you normally don't name the products or whatever, do
2: you? No, <laughs> these are these are next level. Okay, for for restoring, like chilling your body, relaxing. You have one half an hour before bed. I guarantee you're getting a great night's right, sleep. Okay,
1: I've actually got some, so I'm gonna have one before I go to bed. What
2: the ones in the little black? Yeah, yeah. I I got the same. You, yeah, you need to get on it, brother.
1: All right. Okay, I'm on. Right.
2: You got a lot going on, and I can tell you're tired now. Oh, I can see in your face. I know your face too well.
1: What do you mean? How's my? Does my face look tired?
2: No, you're just how you're holding your face. What do you mean? There's a tiredness to you. You're making it
1: sound like I've had a stroke or something. What do you mean? <laughs> no.
2: No. No. What's it's going on with like my you, face? You just look you look like a little bit less awake than you probably did two or three days ago.
1: Are you trying to avoid saying that my eyes droopier than normal? No,
2: I never say that. I never make any ex You just look a bit tired. You look a bit weary. Um actually,
1: this is the other thing that we've done today is we're doing this in the evening. That we've always said we're gonna stop doing that,
2: haven't we? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's a killer. Yeah. A the good. the evening ones are always the worst. Yeah. If I'm honest with you, I feel tired. Yeah.
1: I can tell, because yeah. like the way your face is hanging off your skull.
2: <laughs> Doesn't feel nice, does it? Mate, my, my my eyes do look baggy.
1: Your eyes don't look baggy. i tell you what, though. Your skin looks absolutely delightful.
2: I take a lot of care of my skin. Mm, I've got more so. skin on show than anyone else, haven't I? Think about it. Oh, yeah, good point.
1: What, what's your skincare, regime?
2: Uh I use, like, a uh, anti-aging, like, a sort of, like, anti-aging sort of, like, wash. Mm, mm, just to get rid of all the mm, sort of, mm. like, fucking spots and grease. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, I exercise which is good for your skin drink lots of water that's yeah. about it water is the key boy how much water do you drink a day? I'm drinking a lot at the moment because uh,
1: Liza keeps telling me that I don't drink enough water you're
2: always drinking fizzy drinks
1: what do you mean I'm always drinking fizzy drinks?
2: always oh, nice you've always got a can of fizzy drink no I haven't what are you talking about? you know you've got to be careful with them because there's some really se- even the dark ones have got some really serious side effects what are you on about? Fizzy drinks. I'm not. I don't yeah. to, I'm not going to go ahead to head with the fizzy drink companies, but there's some. yeah. No, but
1: what do I drink a lot of fizzy drinks?
2: Yeah, you you like a fizzy drink, don't you? You like a Dr Pepper or co- 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 Coca Cola?
1: I, I I don't think I don't think I've had a, a Dr Pepper in ten years.
2: How often do you have fizzy drinks?
1: I'm going to live with you, but I think this is by coincidence that you've stumbled upon this. I do have a Diet Coke issue.
2: And like they're I'm the worst one under control.
1: Well, what what a surprise! The one that I happen to have a problem with is the worst one out of all of them. No, Come on, tell it's me got, why. Asfet- tell me why
2: Diet Coke is worse than every right. other fizzy drink. It's got drink. some chemical in it, right, that makes it taste mm-hmm. so delicious, but there's no sugar in it and all that sort of stuff.
1: Yeah, aspartame.
2: Aspartame, which is really bad for eyesight and stuff, It can make you go blind if you drink too much of it.
1: Okay, don't say to somebody who's got very clear eye problems something like that.
2: No, right, I've got eye problems. Mate, you need to look into stuff. You wouldn't get on a fucking spaceship and just go, is this fucking... and not ask what the risks were, would you?
1: You're right, you're right. Getting on a spaceship is the same as having a Diet Coke. You're absolutely (laughs) right. I'm I'm such a fucking idiot.
2: No, but you're quite a risk-averse person. Do you know what I mean? Like, in all the stuff I know of you, you wouldn't just, like, jump on a jet ski without... Tom, Tom,
1: Tom, Tom, Tom. If I opened a Diet Coke, and then if you saw me... Open a can of Diet Coke, and you saw me say something, just before I take a sip of this, can I just get a full idea of what the risks are of this? Right. What would you think?
2: No, I just think, look into it, mate. And then, he, and then the guy
1: goes to me, they, they aren't mate, it's, it's, a, it's a fizzy diet drink. I don't know what you mean. And then I say, well, I wouldn't get on a jet ski without checking the issues. And then he'll go, oh, yeah, that's a terrible example, and you're clearly a fucking moron. No,
2: <laughs> oh, Right, what I'm trying to say, mate, is you've probably got more risk of dying from drinking too much fizzy drinks than you have on a jet ski. Or yeah, it, obviously,
1: because I've I've been on a jet ski once in my life.
2: Yeah, right. <laughs> so it's such an just, insane thing to say. No, I'm just saying, yeah. There's more to it than meets the eye. Why do you think Ronaldo's going toe to toe with Coca-Cola? What,
1: uh, what you mean, Ronaldo? that did a Coca-Cola advert. That Ronaldo.
2: Yeah, but why is he going toe to toe? Because he's realised that they're not actually the the saints that they yeah yeah they're great at Christmas. I love the Christmas truck. I like it when the yeah that that's like oh Christmas is here. Christmas you know Santa Claus is coming and all that stuff. That's great. But you're playing free and easy, mate, with your health, and you've got to look into it. Did wow hydrate tell you to say, this? <laughs> no, no. no. Actually, wow hydrate, let me just say. I didn't realise there was 97 calories in each one of those puppies. I was wondering why I wasn't losing any weight. I'm having like three or four a day. <laughs> <laughs> 400 calories, in fucking wow hydrate. It's fine if you're a fucking sportsman who's fucking a boxer or a footballer. But, like, literally, if you're, if you're just a normal bloke who's just doing an average workout, you know, 4-on-M thing day.
1: That Ronaldo thing was mad, wasn't it?
2: Yeah. I don't know where it comes from. I'd love to sit down and fucking break bread and ask him, but we'll have to leave that for another time. Can I give
1: a little skincare tip? Go on. Okay. There's a bit of a story to this. Not a great story, but a story nonetheless. Lisa and I, as you know, I yeah. talked about this earlier in the podcast many, many episodes ago. We were, a, we got into Coach Trip, yeah. Right? We we're watching all the series of Coach Trip, and uh, on one of the episodes of Coach Trip, there's a guy, Rafe, I think it's Rafe from Apprentice. Oh, right? yeah, great guy, great guy, super dress, posh, super yeah, posh yeah, dude, dresses
2: incredibly well,
1: yeah, amazing skin, right? Yeah. Amazing skin, anyway. On one of the episodes, they're talking about like what they do to keep themselves looking nice, and he says. I use Umbrian clay, right, as a face mask thing. Immediately, Lisa and I go, I think we should get some of that because that geese's skin's like, great. We ordered the Umbrian clay. I'm going to tell you this now, mate, and it might be a placebo effect. Umbrian clay is a game changer. I'm telling you that now, right? You put it on your face, five minutes, you wash wash it off. I promise you, you will notice a difference immediately. Is it like I haven't felt this passionate about something since I talked about tahini?
2: Wow! All right? Wow! We we'll put that out there. And tahini, yeah. I mean, yeah, there was a real mixed crowd on the t- I, I might try some of this clay. Where do you get it from?
1: I can't remember. We, we just looked with Google. Amazon it and got it from. Yeah, I imagine amazon would do it if you. If you're a big Bezos fan, get get it from Amazon. A big what? Bezos. Who's Bezos? Jeff Bezos. Do you know who Jeff Bezos is? No. Owns Amazon.
2: All right. Fucking know who he's. Yeah, he's gonna be doing all right for himself.
1: Yeah, he is.
2: Yeah, yeah, he's
1: he's doing all right for himself. Yeah, absolutely right, Tom. I'm surprised you don't you don't get asked to be like the financial correspondent on the news shows more than you do.
2: <laughs> I, I do you know what? I never even thought. I thought of like Amazon was like Tesco's or Asda. I didn't realize that there was someone, one person, owned it all. So yeah,
1: well, yeah, I suppose so. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know what the Tesco. And as their ownership is.
2: Mm. One that enthralls me the most is is it Puma and Adidas, two brothers that fell out and went head to head. Mm. There's a mm. film in there somewhere, my friend.
1: Adidasla, is it? And then what's his brother's called? What? That's the name of the guy who started Adidas. Adidasla. Is it really? I'm pretty sure it is. Let me just look it up because I don't want to get... Well, you've got to be careful.
2: Because what? Well, you're a big Adidas face now. <laughs> Shut up. Uh,
1: yeah, Adolf Adidasla.
2: What was his brother called? Younger young his brother's called rudolph What well, the fuck you called it puma then
1: because who wants a fucking shoe called
2: rudolph rudy das yeah yeah but but why, why puma i suppose puma's the coolest animal that's ever existed not true
1: but um okay uh would you like to do some emails tom let's do it baby we've we've sort of overrun slightly i haven't got time to do loads um Thank you once again to the wonderful Swan who selected the emails.
2: How's she feeling at the moment, Swan? How is she? Well,
1: how is the Swan? Oh, mate, I'm talking to you now. So you know, I do this these podcasts from bed at the moment. Yeah. My for Father's Day, she got me a laptop desk. Oh wow! As I'm talking to you now, there is nothing on me. There's like a little like wooden desk with legs on it, and oh nice. She was. Very, she actually told me she's quite nervous about what my reaction was going to be to this present, but it might be one of the best gifts I've ever received. Well, shout out to the Swan. So, well, shout in. out to the Swan. Absolutely love you, darling.
2: Um, wow, that's a sweet little sentiment.
1: Well, it was just such a nice... She was very, it was very, thoughtful, very caring, thoughtful. Okay. Caring, caring Swan. Uh, hello, Wolf, Alan Swan. Firstly, thank you for getting us through lockdown. Me and my wife are avid listeners and are massive fans. Not just in this podcast, but both of your work and accomplishments. You've both made lockdown ver- bearable with this podcast and your work on TV. Tom, murder is successful is what genuinely one of the funniest shows we've ever seen. And let me see what show of mine they're... Oh, no, it goes on. Uh, we love your friendship and how you both compliment each other. So they've not... I'm, they've chosen for some reason not to single out any of my shows. So that's absolutely fine. I, I, I wonder why the Swans picked this one out. My question is this. Since you've become celebrities, have you had any bellends from school try to reconnect with you and only because of your fame? That is from
2: Rob and Amanda. Rob and Amanda. Actually, you know what? I know a couple called Rob and Amanda. Oh, that is them. Who were not right into it? It's so funny. If they, they
1: themselves were the bellends.
2: No, no, they were About very which people. they were asking the question. Actually, two of my favourite people in the world. But anyway, listen. As,
1: as is everyone else on the planet. But anyway, go on.
2: <laughs> you prick. <laughs> so... Right. I have actually had this. I've had it on numerous occasions. I've had a lot of people who've got in contact asking for tickets to go and see Wamesh or various other people that they think I know, mm. tickets for football games, FA Cup. The, wor- the worst one I had, I think, was someone who I sort of knew, him, but he didn't just get in touch. I sort of knew him a bit, but he asked to borrow quite a lot of money. Um, And I was like, you know, he put it on me quite that he's in quite a sad point of his life. And I just thought... Oh, this is you know i thought are we
1: talking a lot of money
2: at first it was yeah and then i sort okay. of haggled with him of actually how much he needed and actually the problems he he was in uh the amount he's asking for so felt quite excessive and also i didn't have that kind of money just sitting around just going oh i hope someone comes to me with a problem but i um, have to I, liquidate one of your properties yeah <laughs> <is. laughs> um so he came he, yeah so in the end i said no, i can lend you this much ma- this much money um and then he, he, he literally, I lent him the money, put it in his bank. He, ne- he didn't get in contact with me. He's never, subsequently never got back in contact with me. And I felt quite down about this. And I spoke to my dad about it. And he said, think about how much you would have paid to get him out of your life. Because he was always trouble. And I thought, well, yeah, I'd have probably paid this. And he said, well, then you've got a deal. So let's say 500 quid. Yeah.
1: I've done that a couple of times. I've done that a couple of times where, where people have asked to borrow money. And like, you know, just random people on occasion. And you sort of think to yourself, well, if they're that desperate, I will do it. But you have to be prepared to write off the money. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. But that's a sad thing as well because I, so, since then, a couple of other people are sort of, who actually probably, maybe, are probably a little bit more, a bit kinder in nature, and probably would have paid back. It has burnt a little, and it, it's made me. If I'm honest with you, there's a number of things that have happened to me in the last. And you know, we we joke about, and um, we joked about the other night. I get on very well with people. I'm, I'm a people person. I, I've in the last probably two three months, I've started actually going, yeah, you know what? Maybe I, I need to reassess like how I how I go about treat because I can sometimes treat people very well, and I know I somehow get burnt. I get, I'm out of pocket, or I'm you know mm. somehow that comes and bites me on the ass. It is it's. A thing where I, I sort of try and always believe the best of, in people, or believe that people are doing it for the right reasons. Yeah, you know, I've lent pet money to people, and then because of this situation, you think, oh, and then you then you find out it was not the thing that they said it was. Yeah. So I I yeah.
1: I would say like I don't really mind people d- like I've obviously had not obviously, sorry that sounded a bit, but people do get have got in touch with me from school days I haven't spoken to since school and got in touch and said hello I and mean, I just genuinely I generally don't mind it. I mean I don't. I'm not necessarily gonna go meet up with them because we haven't seen each other since. I've got friends of, that I went to school with that we stayed friends. Yeah. And obviously I still see those guys. But like, you know, people that I haven't spoken to since school, I'm not gonna meet up with them now. But I do like, you know, it's nice to catch up and whatever. The, the one thing I did have once was like, I was doing a show abroad. And my aide like Flo, my agent got an email from this person that I was, like I knew at uni and they were like, "Oh, can you tell Romesh that we we live over there, and when he comes over, he should come, he should come say hello, and we'd love to take him out for dinner." And they were so horrible to me, at, you know, really? like so, mate, so horrible to me, like talked to me like I was shit, treated me dreadfully, like was so, like all of my recollections of interactions with them were, like, were peers, fucking awful.
2: Like your age, like,
1: like it was just, it, yeah, they were my age, but like they basically, there was this like social thing where they just thought they were better than me. Like, you know, not, it's not think they're better than me. You know, like when you have, even at uni, there's like a hierarchy, like social groups or whatever. Yeah. yeah. And they just I mean, thought they were uni, like, but right, honest. but they just thought, they just thought they were same as school, really. They just thought they were a cut above, they're in the cool gang. And I was a bit of a, like, you know, just sort of considered me a bit of a, a twat, I guess, or something, I don't know. that Like, I, I, I remember it one time in particular like this person that emailed off the curb, like did like basically in front of a load of people, just character assassinated me. Like just like a proper monologue about what a prick I am and how I pretend to be a nice bloke and I'm not, and blah, blah, blah. And that was like one of the last things I remember hearing from them. And then we like you go off and you yeah. know, you leave uni or whatever and go off and do your thing. The idea that they would then get in touch with I c cu- I couldn't fucking believe it. I was like. I don't know where this has come from. Is this like a thing where you go, well, we did know each other and maybe he will have, he will know that that was a long time ago. And so I didn't, that doesn't mean anything. But if that doesn't mean anything, then us knowing each other doesn't mean anything. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like we're strangers. It was so weird. Like I just couldn't get my head around it. Like, you know, sometimes there'll be an email going, oh, Romesh is playing in my town and I used to go to school with him. And i will message him back, you know, and like say hello to him after the show or whatever. But, and I get it, you know, we, that's that's one thing, but honestly, I, I couldn't believe it. I was just like, "How can you not know that that this was a weird thing to do?" It's, it's
2: really did blew they, my mind. Did obviously clearly you didn't go out for dinner with him. Did you respond, or you just did not respond, or no, I just left it. I just left it. Did they go it's, to your gig, or do you know what? Because of COVID, the
1: gig didn't happen, but um, it's due to happen at some point in the future, so we'll see, won't we? It's I mean, I'm not going to go to dinner with him.
2: No, no, it's just inter- I think a lot of people like that, like it's, and I think probably a lot a lot of people just forget that sort of side of things, don't they? They forget. Yeah, like, maybe, you know, maybe. And also... Or well, we,
1: well, maybe. There, there is a possibility that maybe I was I was oversensitive. You know, it's possible that I, the way I remember it is not actually how it went. Do you know what I mean? You know, sometimes you can interpret things differently or maybe they thought they were being funny in that instance. Do you know what I mean? I, I don't know. Maybe like, no, but uh, I,
2: the truth of the matter is, yeah, we all recollect. Everyone's going to have a different recollection of any every, every event. But the very nature of people like that, if I'm honest with you, who, from any recollection I have of, of anyone at school who was in that hierarchy or sort of, you know, I left school pretty early, sort of just in life, was in that sort of core cool group, still kind of believe that they're that person. They're, mm. They still, even as, it doesn't matter where where they've gone, and they probably still are, whether whatever sector they work in, they probably still sort of walk around with that air of sort of... They don't give really a fuck about anyone. That that they they're that little bit better than everyone else. So, the thought that at any one point anyone's no one's you you never did most people no one's probably ever called out their behaviour and said you know what you made me feel like utter shit. at yeah, this moment yeah. they put and if you did they you know I don't know how how people. But then,
1: but then, but then the other thing is the other thing that you think is like. There might, there's probably people that think oh, I'm like a prick. Like I probably treated somebody like shit from school. Do you know what I mean? Like, I, you know, you don't know, do you? You have these, you have so many little interactions with people. Yeah. You, know, you just don't know what impact you make on people, do
2: you? Well, but I think that's the truth. Like for all of, everyone. Yeah. Most of us are bumbling through life, trying to get a fix on, especially when you're younger, trying to get a fix on who you are, what you're about, where you're headed, where you've been. Yeah. And you, you're just trying to, and, and of course, you, you, it's never always going to be a steady pond. You're sometimes mm-hmm. going to knock into people, and it's it, that that incident will have a different re- repercussion for you or a different repercussion for someone else. And yeah, you, I, I get on with ninety percent of people I meet. I don't get on, I'm not a fucking. I don't just walk around like a fucking Labrador with fucking two dicks. At times no, I'm exactly. <laughs> At times, you know, so you, you you
1: absolutely, and you know, you're not one of these people that. Just apropos of, like, one interaction says, oh, you're one of my favourite people ever, or we should go out for a beer or anything. Everybody knows that you're not that guy. You don't give away your friendship easily like that. Do you know what I mean? You you wouldn't, for example, just offer to go out for a drink with someone you've never met and has just sent you an email, for example. Do you know what I mean? We know that. (laughs) But
2: this is what I'm saying. This is what we all have to, you know, maybe maybe growth is change and change is good. Or maybe we all say the same. Uh,
1: Or uh, any other cliche that's... Completely unconnected to what we were talking about. Um, Okay. (laughs) This next email is from Tom.
2: Wow. A name alike.
1: Hi all. I hope the email finds you all well. really enjoy the pod. Uh, I just had a quick question about cyclists. Now, I don't mean to give a big sweeping blanket statement because as with everything, not all are the same. I like not cyclists. a cyclist. I think it's a good, clean, efficient way of traveling. And I'd be inclined to cycle more if I work closer to home. I work in a fairly rural rural location, so a car is a must. I used to cycle to university, so I understand and appreciate the motive of cycling as a means of transport. Now, I've not read the rest of this email, but I think it's pretty clear he's about to go yeah, two-footed in on, on cyclists. cyclists
2: isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: That's the equivalent of I'm not a racist, but yeah. essentially. Yeah. Right? Now, I'm usually a sweet, sweet soul, so laid back, I'm practically horizontal. However, I can't help but get completely enraged when I'm stuck behind a cyclist cruising quite leisurely along the road, holding us all up while they're on a jolly, especially when there are pristine, designated cycle lanes on the other side of the curb. Genuinely, they're in better nick than the roads on account of the fact that nobody bloody uses them. And I know this for a fact because they're the same ones I used to coast on going to and from uni. I never came across another Solon. I in mean, all three years. I've sort of added a bit of stank to
2: that. Yeah, no, you really stank this up.
1: Don't get me wrong. If the cyclist is grafting, it's not so bad. At least they're making an effort to keep a good pace. It's the ones who show no willing to pedal the bike they're so intent on exercising on and plod along in their We're going five miles per hour on the flat, completely okay with the fact there's not enough room to safely overtake them. Is my frustration justified or do I need to sort my life out? Thanks a lot, Tom.
2: Way, T-Dog. Way to go. Uh, look, I, I, I will, I would, I would sort of, it's hard not to agree with you. I, and, and when I, I I think you can't really throw all cyclists, uh, into the same pot. I think that the ones I, the ones who ride like a sort of Peloton or whatever they call it and they ride that you're talking about, Tom, and they're just literally going on a, on a Sunday pace on a weekday, they are abhorrent there. And it often, wow. yeah, yeah, wow. hot, yeah. Yeah, they're not for me those people. And even if you shout out the window and swear at them, they'll that's when they get um they'll really put a little bit of stank into their legs and they'll try and catch oh, you wow. up. Wow,
1: what absolute... Oh god, that's really honestly, God, so you'll roll down the window and you swear at them and stuff and they react badly. Fucking hell, they really are pieces of shit, aren't they?
2: No, I mean I guess you like them, right? Where, where are you what, mate, what,
1: why do you say that why do you say that because well, you're sticking up
2: for them I, I look I'm at them sticking
1: up for them you just said I'll tell you when they get really bad when you roll down your window no no no, 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 no.
2: this stuff. is where you're stuck behind them you can't overtake them they're all like riding peloton they're all chatting amongst themselves yeah. and they're on a country road and you, yeah. then you're like right then you do go past them and then you're like fucking because wing- <laughs> or something yeah, sure sure <laughs> and then yeah yeah
1: they're, yeah they're totally in the wrong there I get that yeah
2: no well, I mean, where do you stand on them? What's your, what are you, are you, a cyclist kind of guy? Have you got a bike?
1: Well, I do have a bike, yeah. I very rarely use it, to be honest. Yeah, but yeah. I do have a bike. Well you, were you, get, were you, were you getting all, were you being like that for? No, <laughs> no, I'm just saying. No, no, you, you've done the, I, I feel like putting the boot in face you've done that.
2: No, no, what's, no, what's, no, what's... no, 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 I haven't. No. Look, I, look, my father was a, is, is, uh, love cycling, but he's, mm. he goes out and he smashes the arse out of it. Mm. I, I think if, if you're going out and you're cycling, it's like running. Certain people go out running, I think, you might as well walk, mate. Like, it's going to do more harm than good. Yeah, and I do yeah. think that with certain people cycling, I think if they're going really slowly and it, it's just more of a social, just have a little walk down the park. Go to the pub. No, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. What, what's your What's your belief? Where do you sit in this?
1: It just depends on how I'm feeling, to be honest with you. Like, like, sometimes I see a cyclist, I'm completely indifferent. I think, you know, it's a nice way to travel around, getting a bit of exercise. And other times I get stuck behind some and I'm on my way to something, you know, like when you're in a rush or whatever, and you do hate them and wish that cycling was made illegal. But I just think that's, that's less down to the cyclist and it's down to what your frame of mind is, isn't it? Because yeah. like, whether you like it or not, we are hardwired to be selfish. If you're a cyclist and that's how you get about, you think all drivers are ourselves. and vice versa. Do you know what I mean? Like, and and I, I don't know. Sometimes cyclists piss me off. I do also know the impression I do have about them is that they're really fucking militant. Like, like what I mean by that is we're probably going to get some emails from them. Like, you know, they're pretty strong minded, aren't they?
2: Yeah. yeah. You know, and I respect that about them. You know one thing I respect about them actually is no matter they're who assholes. they are. Uh, no, yeah. They literally, they all wear like Lycra. The, mm. the confidence of them, I actually respect yeah. massively. Yeah. Like they will literally bust a little bit. of Like, even if they're in the worst shape, you can imagine they'll bust a bit yeah. of Lycra. Yeah. For, for their hobby, for their love, and th- that yeah. I respect massively.
1: Me too, me too. I actually think it's a, it's actually a form of body pride and acceptance that I really think we need more of in this world. Yeah, you know?
2: I've worn like, It feels great. I wouldn't wear it out. So what you just worn it around the house? No, I've worn it when we've done longer Own. we've done activities. Oh right, I see. So yeah. right. Yeah. And I, I've yeah. put a pair of like, like a hot like shorts on. I thought these are nice. Couldn't I never wear them? I'd never have the confidence to wear cycling wear out again. But no, work you're yet. not
1: cycling, are you? No, no. No, no. So, so in what context would somebody, regardless of their confidence, want to wear that kind of lycra out and about?
2: Well, no, because you feel all sort of stacked and feel nice in it. It does, you yeah, generally if I, feel... if
1: so, I'm sorry, I don't give a shit how ripped a bloke is. If I just see him walking around in lycra in the same way that somebody might wear a tracksuit, <laughs> that's <laughs> unacceptable, isn't it?
2: <laughs> no, I don't know. I just think if you're happy and you know it, just fucking own it.
1: Clap your buns and <laughs> yeah. set a lycra.
2: I think, go for it, man. Okay. I can do. Yeah. Uh,
1: so I, I guess in answer to your question, um, Tom, your frustration could be justified. Uh, you don't need to sort your life out. I just think it depends on the circumstances.
2: I also um, think, Tom, that um, you know what? Sometimes in life, just like, just fucking, just let it out, bro. Just let it out. What's that mean? Well, he's done it now. He's let it out. He's done an email. He's let it out, and I just think, good for you, man. He's, he's probably found this whole thing quite cathartic so your your advice to the guy writing the email is write an email <laughs> no no no. i just like you've done it now and you probably feel a bit better you know what I always think is quite good is when you drive past a cyclist, just look at them and think the fucking joke's on you mate okay <laughs> it's
1: one of the worst bits of advice I've ever heard you say but okay time for one more Tommy yeah let's do one more baby this is from Danny. Yeah. Uh, he says, Dear Wolf, Owl and Swan, first of all, I want to thank you for the podcast. It's only been something that's got me and my wife through the tough times of lockdown. And I know a lot of people agree. Now, what I'm emailing for is of getting something, literally anything, signed by both the wolf and the owl. This is a gift to my wife just because she's pretty fucking awesome. I'll add my address at the end of the scene. I don't want to read it out. An assumption that you sweet souls will do this. If however you do not, do not worry. We'll still love you both. Now is a story to hopefully earn the scribbles from you both. What would you have done in this situation? I work in boarding, in a boarding kennel. This is for dogs and cats to stay while their owners are on holiday. People who haven't yet left their pet can can come and look around to see if they like it. So one day a family came to look around. A warm day meant the woman had a vest up on. You would assume support underneath, but no. She also had a kid who was probably about one to one and a half. She carried this child around as I explained what our routine is, etc. Halfway around the viewing of the kennels, the child she was carrying pulled the mum's T-shirt down and so a a titty popped out. It then sat there for the... (laughs) It then sat there for the rest of the viewing. Neither her, somehow didn't feel a breeze, or her husband (laughs) realised... Jeez. What would you have done in this situation? Stop the conversation midway and tell her, how do you tell someone their titties hanging out? Jeez. Would love to hear what you would do. Uh, Danny, first of all, let me tell you this for nothing, brother. You are getting a signed thing. Yeah, we'll I'll get tell you that yeah. for nothing. That's signed a good thing. Signed desktop.
2: Uh, yeah. I would, I, would, I would, I'd tell them, I think. How,
1: okay, talk, how would you say it?
2: I just think I'd just go <clears throat> like this, and then just gesture towards it. You'd go what? I'd <clears throat> and just gesture towards it.
1: Like in the same way if they've got like a bit of
2: ketchup on their face or Yeah. Whatever. I mean I have no respect for people who I've been out with a bogey hanging out my nose and no one's told me or a bit of fucking mayonnaise on my cheek and no one's told me and it's the fucking worst thing. Because you're just like one one person I'm with just go, mate you actually, you're, Ron, you're very good at doing that to people. You will tell people. Uh, when have you seen me tell people? You've done it to me. When did I what did I say? I told you on my mouth once and you went
1: Right. I don't think that's the same as a woman, a woman's titty hanging out.
2: Yeah, but what I'm saying to you is, it's a lot more fucking. She'll, she'll feel it. Everyone will be embarrassing for a minute for everyone because you've seen what's happened. She's not pulled it out herself, or you know, we all, the situation as how it's happened is a complete accident. But yeah. the actual fact of like, for everyone involved, if she then gets into the car with her husband and her son, and then turns around and goes, "Oh shit, fucking hell, my titty's hanging out," and then. And how long's that been there? And they're going, well, why didn't he say anything?
1: Well, this is the thing that I would say, because the counter argument to that is, how long's that been out there? You can kid yourself or try and sort of make yourself feel like, this must have, maybe this just happened as I got into the car. Right? Whereas if you say, I've just, by the way, I'm playing devil's advocate. Yeah. Here, right? If you say, one of your boobies is showing. Yeah. Right? Then they know that you've seen. Whereas like, if you don't say anything, they get in the car and then husband goes, oh my God, one of your tits is out. Either it happened as they got into the car or it's been out and nobody knows.
2: But also the fact that at any one time a husband can look around and see it and then see that you've seen it. Like, you, it's not like they're halfway through the tour, he says, right? Yeah. It's not the end of the tour. So at any point it's, like, they can walk along and like, fucking husband clocks it and he clocks that you're talking to them. I think this, Put cover your eyes and say, <clears throat> excuse me, um, your boobs hanging out, yeah, or just go. Oh my god! Oh my god! Just really sort of, or turn your back and just go. I think, yeah, I think you need yeah. to, yeah. I'm you. gonna
1: for the rest of the tour. I'm gonna have my back to. You. Yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> readdress the situation, mm. or or just okay. say, can I have a word with you, sir? And then just put put him to one side and say, your wife's tits it out.
1: Okay, what an insane <laughs> thing! To, like, <laughs> like, what, like she's livestock?
2: <laughs> no, no. But then you haven't no, got you tell a- the woman <laughs> herself. <laughs> Yeah, but then I'm just saying that that's a medium that you can break down the sort of embarrassment of having to say it yourself. Because then the husband can turn around and say it. And the woman it.
1: goes, oh, that, I'm so glad that that could have been embarrassing. But instead, they've gone over there to have a private
2: conversation about how my titty's hanging <laughs> I'm just saying, because it's going to be better coming from a husband than you. If you go, oh, um, like um I don't know, Mr. Dawson, if you just come over here, there's something that I want to show you. And then you, take so you go, over. you
1: go. So, so basically, you go, Mr. Dawson, there's something I need to talk to you about. I want yeah. something I want to show you, but I can't
2: show you, madam, for some reason. No, just right? say, you can't come near here because you've got the kid with yeah.
1: you. And then she goes, I wonder what they're talking about. And then her husband comes back and goes, By the way, one of your tits is hanging out.
2: No. You just say to him, Look, one of your wife's tits is hanging out. Like, just tell her in a minute. Don't spill it right away. Tell her in a minute. Yeah. So then he goes yeah. back and says to her, Oh yeah. And, oh yeah, and then
1: and then the two of you, and then he, knowing that you know her titties hanging out, have to spend another minute walking around as if that situation not happened.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's like obviously I've not thought it, but that that's a good way for me. Well, yeah, you know, okay. if he said "Oh, come in this room, Mister Dawson," you go in the room and go, no, "This is really embarrassing for everyone involved." Yeah, Mrs Dawson's titties hanging out. Um, if you go and tell her, uh, I'll hang around in this room. <laughs> okay
1: I, put, I look from my point of view I wouldn't say anything That's you wouldn't my, say anything no I don't think I would
2: so what about if, I'm
1: not saying it's right I just think it's too difficult to broach that topic
2: I think I've given him two versions there where, I mean we could yeah it'd be interesting to see think what the consumers think of this
1: yeah please email in wolfowpod at gmail.com so let us know yeah That's about it from us. I would describe this as quite a sedate one. We've done it in the evening. Tom and I are still recovering from a hangover
2: that was, uh, yeah. And the sort of morose performance of England.
1: Um, Okay, Tom. (laughs) Right? Can you... Can you do us the honour of taking us out?
2: Life is kind of like a beach full of pebbles and little bits of sand intertwined in it with seaweed and... Uh, sea that laps upon the pebbles and bits of sand and such and every now and again people turn up and they will enjoy themselves there they'll they'll have the most incredible day the beach however is always there it doesn't really realize that how amazing its day is and people will often take a pebble from the beach and take it home so they will remember how incredible their day has been at the beach. So every time they look at the pebble, they think, oh, yesterday we went to the beach and we had this amazing day. Little did they ever think of the pebble and where it's come from. And actually, its place in the world might have been on that beach. What I'm trying to say is we all have a place in the world. Some of us are on the beach and some of us are on country lanes and some of us are in cities. And remember where you come from and who you are. That might well be the worst one of these I've ever done. <laughs> Genuinely, I have not, usually I've got a little incentive of something that I, a spark in my head of what actually I'm going to say. This time I have nothing. Do you do you want to try again? I haven't got anything.
1: Why don't I give you like a I could give you a setup? Maybe you could try that.
2: I don't know. I, I, you know, when your brain is,
1: Why don't I give you the first sentence. You know. You know, in many ways, Go on. life can be like a slightly undercooked sausage that's a little bit burnt on the outside.
2: The truth of the matter is we'd eat it anyway. But if you've got a little bit of patience, you'll stand by the barbecue and you'll let those embers just die down just enough so the fire is rippling away and there's just this golden glow of coal and charcoal and you will let that sausage brown side upon side, and the middle will be cooked, and it'll be perfect. The point of the matter is, sometimes it's not worth rushing stuff, because you'll only get food poisoning and diarrhoea and a pretty shit sausage that will fill your teeth full of burnt charcoal (laughs) meat. It's worth waiting for that a little bit longer and seeing how glorious something can be. Stand by the fire, let it become embers, and enjoy. Enjoy the splendour. There we go. So now, was, that was that yeah. was good. That felt huh? okay. That felt okay. Yeah. That felt good. If I'm honest to you, that was the first time we've had to tag team one of these.
1: Yeah. And yeah. um, I, f- I think it worked out. I think it worked out. I, in many ways, in many ways, your first attempt at it was the undercooked sausage. Yeah. With the yeah, yeah and yeah. then you stood by the barbecue a little yeah. bit longer. Yeah. You allowed a friend to come over with a set of tongs. Yeah. And sort of turn it for you a little well, bit. Well, no,
2: yeah. I mean, in all fairness, you probably pulled the sausage out and put it on the barbecue. And I said, let me, I think I've got this now. Mm. I think I've got this. Yeah. Okay. So, right. yeah, thank you, my friend. No problem.
1: Um, no problem. Uh, well, listen, guys, thank you. So I hope you've enjoyed us for what I would describe a, a, a slightly more relaxed edition yeah. of The Wolf for Now. Um, we like to mix up the pace. Yeah. We like to mix up the face yeah. of what we do. Uh, to deliver to you what we hope is an enriching and rewarding experience. Take care of yourselves. And each other. Remember that life is fleeting, but your heart keeps beating. And for that, we should be forever grateful. Or at least until it stops and you die. Take care wow. from the wolf and, and the owl.
2: owl. Goodbye. Good
1: bye.